What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Jet Bros Podcast. I'm Cam. I'm joined by Matt. Uh, today, Pablo couldn't make it. And uh, excuse my voice. I've been going through a little bit of a sickness. Uh, but in today's episode, we're just going to be going over the Jets draft class. And uh, we're going to be going over what to expect from all these players. First off, we have Darren Lee, the 20th pick in the NFL draft, selected by the Jets. Lee is obviously going to be adding a lot of speed to Todd Bowles' defense. He ran a 4-4 at the combine for the 40-yard dash. And uh, Todd Bowles did say that he's going to be playing inside linebacker for the Jets this year. So, Matt, what do you think? What do you expect from Darren Lee this year? I think Darren Lee is going to be a great compliment to Lorenzo Malding. They're both pretty speedy guys that could come off the edge. And I really like how Darren Lee has the speed to be able to cover guys like Julian Edelman, something that Demario Davis was not able to accomplish. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, like you said, he uh, Darren Lee is very fast. He's really underestimated on his weight when they say he's only 232 pounds. When you look at the best linebacker in the NFL, which is Luke Keekley, he weighs 235 pounds. So he's right in that range with Luke Keekley. I'm not comparing him to Luke Keekley, but I'm saying, you know, they're the same weight. So uh, I do expect Darren Lee to play a lot this year. Uh, I think he's going to be a three down player behind David Harris, middle linebacker. And then uh, obviously we're going to have Lorenzo Malden at the other outside linebacker spot. And then maybe throw in Aaron Henderson, Bruce Carter, and uh, the new rookie, Jordan Jenkins. So we got a, a lot of linebackers this year, and they're all pretty much young besides David Harris. All right. So uh, our second round pick, the 51st overall uh, pick, was Christian Hackenberg at a Penn State. Uh, he had a very good uh, freshman year in which he threw for almost 3,000 yards. But once the coaching change happened in Penn State, that's where it all plummeted. Uh, Mike Mayock even said, Christian Hackenberg has prototypical size and arm talent. However, the tape is wildly wildly inconsistent, and he's a wild card. I hope the Jets give him time to develop, which I think they will. I think that they're going to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick for a one-year deal, and in the future for the starting the season for the for 2017, I think it's gonna be a quarterback battle between Hackenberg and Petty, and I think uh, whoever's that's gonna be a battle for whoever starts. Both of these players will be learning behind a great quarterback, and we'll just see what happens uh, in the future. Some strengths for Christian Hackenberg is, like I said before, prototypical size for a pocket quarterback. He is a very tough player. He took a lot, a lot of sacks in uh, Penn State. Didn't have the greatest O-line. He did play very well in a pro-style attack, and he's he's willing to work through progressions when protected. The ball comes out of his hand very quickly. Uh, So he does have some weaknesses, some accuracy issues, which could always be taught that's something you could teach you can't teach size but you could teach the more you practice the more accurate you will be so uh cam you have anything to say about christian yeah um i really like christian hackenberg's first year at penn state when he was behind bill o'brien who uh taught a pro style system which uh bill o'brien actually uh he used to coach brady as a quarterback coach with the patriots so he knows how to groom some quarterbacks and also uh Hackenberg had Allen Robinson at wide receiver in his freshman year. And as all we know is uh, Allen Robinson is a pretty dynamic receiver right now in the NFL. So he was surrounded by some solid talent in that freshman year. But after that, Robinson left. Hackenberg had really no 
dynamic receivers. Offensive line really struggled. He took 103 sacks in his career at Penn State, so that is way too many hits. But you just got to hope that a kid like Hackenberg still has the confidence to come out and play and uh, put all the sacks behind him. All right, so Cam, you want to go on with our third-round pick? Yeah, with the third-round pick, uh, the 83rd pick in the draft, the Jets selected Jordan Jenkins from Georgia. Jordan Jenkins is known as an outside linebacker who can play defensive end. Very versatile. Uh, He had a broad jump of 10 feet 3 inches, vertical of 38 inches, and his 40 was a 4.7. So, I mean, none of those numbers really jump out to you, but he's just a tough football player. He was known as the guy that did all the dirty dirty work behind the scenes, like uh, Leonard Floyd. He got all the attention because he was the more dynamic player. But Jenkins is just a really tough football player, and I would... I wouldn't mind to see him start this year at outside linebacker opposite of Lorenzo Malden. Yeah, I think uh, Jordan Jenkins, I think it's going to be a whole rotation between Lorenzo, Darren Lee, and Jordan Jenkins. I feel like the Jets, though, I feel like he's going to make a switch to an inside linebacker. He has some good size, and like you said, he does all the dirty work. That's just like David Harris with this team. He always does all the dirty work. He always gets in there, always leads the team in tackles. He's a guy that's so important to us, to us that most fans don't think about because he doesn't appear on the stat sheet with interceptions and forced fumbles and sacks. But he's a guy who's going to be able to help stopping the run. So that's my opinion on Jordan Jenkins. Um, yeah, and he's got some strong character. Yeah, he's got some strong character uh, characteristics. He was the team captain at Georgia. He was known as a pro ready player. And uh, also, he has a very high football IQ. So I'm excited to see what this guy can do out here. Um, all right, so going on with our fourth round pick, 118th overall, is Justin Burris out of NC State. Uh, I look at him as a cornerback that we drafted for depth. According to Mark Dulagerin, I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, <laughs> analyze, analyze Burris, and he said that the Jets needed depth at corner, and Burris' size and press skills fit what they do. He's in a great place to learn how to clean up his technique. In the meantime, he's primarily a special teamer. Now, out of a fourth-rounder, you don't expect really to draft a fourth-rounder and him to be a candidate for Rookie of the Year in his rookie season. This guy is a guy that the Jets drafted strictly for depth, I think, and those are those teams that have very good depth are teams that are usually winning teams. We have a very tough schedule in the beginning of our year, and we're going to need depth with this defense to be able to at least come out 500 out of our first seven games, I think it is, or six. Uh, six, yeah, the first six, six, are first six games are really tough. So according to uh, NFL.com, his strengths are he's good size and weight for a cornerback, and he allowed just a 34.1% completion rate with eight passes defensed. Uh, he played press and off man, which means he could play obviously either or. He plays with smooth backpedal and good route recognition. Has the twitch to, has the twitch to spring into action and attack at the catch point. Uh, he uses length as disruptive tactic for press, from press. Fluid hips and shows ability to blanket underneath. Allowed just one touchdown in 44 targets. And he's a very oh, wow. good competitor. So when I look at that, I'm thinking that this guy could really develop into an everyday starter in the next couple of years. Uh, do I think he's going to be an all-star? No, I don't. But I think he's going to be a guy who, like I said before, will be an every-game starter for the New York Jets and a very solid 
solid cornerback. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I think that Bowles was totally behind this pick. He uh, needed a replacement for Antonio Cromartie. And like you said, uh, Burris probably won't be starting this year. I agree with you. So he's not really going to take over Cromartie's starting role. But he's a lanky quarterback, cornerback. And uh, he's just, I don't know, he's, he's, he's a tough football player. All right, so going on with our fifth-round pick, the 158th overall, we have Brandon Brandon Shell, offensive tackle out of South Carolina. Now, the Jets traded up for this uh, offensive tackle, so I feel like they uh, saw something in him. He's got some great, great size for an offensive lineman. lineman. He's six foot five, 324 pounds. And fun fact, he's the great-nephew of a pro, of pro football Hall of Famer, Art Shell. So... Some strengths for Brandon Shell is he's tall with exceptional length. He has very long long arms, so he uses it to help uh, him snare sudden pa- inside pass rush moves and redirect edge speed past the pocket. Now he does not have great footwork, footwork, but that's something that you could teach. You could teach footwork. You could practice and get better at your footwork. So he's also patient and relatively accurate on his climbs, climbs up to linebackers off of combination blocks. He uses his wide natural frame to his advantage against the linebackers. So when I look at him, I think of him as a guy just like Justin Burris, who isn't going to start right away, but I could see him as a guy in the near future that could be considered a steal and be a guy who could be an every week starter and be just a solid offensive tackle. Just like Justin Burris, I don't think he's going to be an all-star, but he's going to be a guy that could start every single week and have good effort and be able to just get the job done. Yeah, I think for sure uh, after a year or so, he can be the starter. He's had 47 career starts at South Carolina, so that shows a lot about him. He's a very durable option. So I would look forward to seeing what this guy can do. Hopefully he sits a year behind uh, Breno Giacomini, at right tackle, then takes over his spot because Giacomini is getting up there in age as well. I think he's 31, so uh, hopefully he can take a spot next year. Okay, so in the seventh round, the Jets selected uh, Lachlan Edwards, who is a punter out of Sam Houston State. Obviously, there's not much to say about this guy, but, uh, I mean, they picked him for a reason, so he's got to be a pretty good punter. And then we did have the 241st pick, which is another seventh rounder, and we uh, selected a wide receiver out of Clemson named Sharon Peak. I like Peak a lot. He's got the outstanding combination of speed, size, and length. Um, people think that he should have been a third-round pick, and somehow he slid to the seventh round. Uh, I believe he's had, yeah, he had an ACL injury a while ago. I think it was two years ago. So there's definitely that concern. But when you look at all the good receivers that have came out of Clemson, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Sammy Watkins, and Martavis Bryant. That's just great talent right there. And this is another one of those guys that's another bigger option, six foot two, who can develop. Sit behind Eric Decker, sit behind Brandon Marshall. This guy can play and be a starter in two years. Yeah, I kind of, I really do actually like this kid. Um, I think that he even has the possibility to compete for that third starter, uh, third starting receiver role. Now, I am a big fan of Quincy Inunua. I am a huge fan of him, and I think that was a great six-round pick by the Jets two years ago, I, I'm pretty sure, two years ago. Uh, he is a guy who blocks very well, and that's so such an important part of wide receivers. They need to be able to block 
because when the running back gets to the second level and he bounces to the out bounces to the outside if those wide receivers are blocking those cornerbacks aren't going to be making the tackles and you're going to be able to now have a running back who's going to get even more yardage because of this um now peak like you said he's projected he was projected was he projected a third round pick or did you say people thought people thought no, that he, he, he was projected he was projected third round. He was he was in the fifties on most people's draft boards, so he could have been a second round pick and a potential starter for some of these teams out here. All right, so that's what I do like. I like how we drafted a guy in the seventh round that was projected a third round third round pick. That is a major slip, and I think the Jets really can take advantage of this. And uh, with Peak, uh. Like you said, he's a guy from Clemson in which the there's much wide receiver talent coming out of Clemson these past years, which I really do like. So peak learning behind receivers like Decker and Marshall can really be, be a very big advantage for a young guy. And this really, I, this is one of my most, like this is one of my favorite picks compared to Darren uh-huh. Lee. So if this guy turns out to what he could be what his potential is he's going to be soon such a dynamic receiver for this football team which i love and i don't i don't know if peaks really going to be going against quincy and noonwell because quincy was mainly playing the h-back role last year so a lot of times you've seen him in the backfield uh he did go out wide a lot of times but quincy is one of those guys that just did the dirty work that we were talking about earlier so i think he, he really showed think, up in later in the year like yeah, and Cowboys I love and I, Patriots. Yeah, but I just think that peak his main competition this year is going to be against Kembrell Tompkins and uh, Devin Smith. So I think those three are going to be battling, and obviously Quincy for the third spot, third uh, receiving spot in the team behind Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Jet Bros podcast. That was our thoughts on the Jets draft picks this year. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and uh, please leave a review.